Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Shadwalla Ilahilallah, Shadwanna Muhammadan Rasulullah. I start in the name of Allah Rahman Rahim, O Praise Allah Rabbul Alameen, and may the peace and blessings be upon Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, upon his family, his companions, and upon all those who follow the path of Haq, the path of truth, until the day of judgment. The title for this talk is The Collapse of the World Order on the back of this pandemic that has engulfed the entire world. Now I know and I appreciate it's quite a bold statement to make that the world order is on the verge of collapse or its collapse is imminent. So what I want to do is review this statement in light of covering this talk through three very fundamental points. Uh, firstly, just to define what we mean by the world order. Number two, to understand what is the track record of the existing world order even before the onset of the virus and obviously the impact upon the world order after the virus took effect and became a pandemic. And then finally, uh, backtrack to the original question or statement, truly is the world order on the verge of collapse? And if it is, what is the alternative? Is there a new kid on the block? Is there a challenger? And what is the role of the Muslims in terms of contributing towards the demise of this world order and establishing and implementing a viable alternative. So with regards to the first point, uh, what do we mean by the world order? I think it's fair to say that there is no universally acceptable definition, but at least what we can say is that there are two key features of the world order as we know it today. Firstly, that there is a dominant viewpoint, there's a dominant set of values, and there's a dominant underlying system that is in place. The dominant viewpoint is secularism, separation of religion from life, where man is God, man is sovereign, man dictates and determines rules according to his whims, his desires, his decisions. Um, the dominant values naturally become individualism because it's premised upon the fact that man is the one there to determine and God is out of the equation. Other values which start to emerge are obviously the so-called freedoms and the so-called the guise of democracy that's been pushed around. The other values obviously which exist, and the most important value obviously is a material value because the intent is to secure as much as you can of the world's resources at the expense of all other values, at the expense of the rest of humanity. And therefore the dominant underlying system that exists and here we're not talking about what we see in terms of a presidential system in the US or a parliamentarian system in the United Kingdom or a so-called Islamic Republic in Iran or a monarchy in Saudi um, or you have a dictatorship in most of the Muslim world no what we're talking about is irrespective of these types of systems whichever one we find around the world the underlying thing that ties them is capitalism is the fact that the most important facet of these systems is the procurement and securing material interest. That's how 
the world works today. That is the nature of the world order, is how nations are competing, and not just humanity, but nations and key industrialists, key families, key states are competing to secure the capital, to secure the material interests that exist around the world. And this means selfishness, this means greed, this means exploitation. This is the very nature of this world order. The second element of this world order, obviously, is that there are states which dominate this world order with the view of maintaining the world order as it is. Uh, whether it's a leading state such as the United States, whether it's other states such as United Kingdom, Germany, France, Europe as a bloc, China, Russia, all of these states are capitalist states. And they use institutions such as the IMF, World Bank, and the United Nations as proxies in order to retain the integrity and impose this world order upon the rest of the world and at the same time use these institutions as the means to extend their influence and interest to secure the economic and political interests. I mean, with that kind of introduction, I think it's fair to say that the very destined nature of this world order under secularism and capitalism is that it leads to the misery of humanity where the minority exploit the majority. So even before we touch upon the impact of the coronavirus, and here we move on to the second point, let us just look at the track record of the existing world order. Here are just some stats for us to contemplate upon. One in five women in the United States has been raped in their lifetime. The International Labour Organization estimates that there are 4.5 million missing and exploited children globally. 1.3 billion people live in extreme poverty on less than $1.25 a day. There are 1 billion children worldwide that are living in poverty. According to UNICEF, 22,000 children die each day due to poverty. As of 2017, and I know I'm going about two to three years back, it is estimated that no less than 150 million people are homeless and 1.6 billion people are lacking adequate housing. We all know of the negative impact on the economies and the lives of millions of people due to the financial crisis in 2008. And its impact is still being felt today in many places. We see the poor state of the environment globally. We have seen the rise of xenophobia, right-wing nationalists, flagrant abuse of human rights and illegal wars conducted in this world order. We have also seen the blatant double standards and hypocrisy that targets the Muslims, whether in Syria, Palestine, Myanmar, Xinjiang, Kashmir, India and beyond. So this world order is not human-centric. It is not moral-centric, it is not ethical-centric, it is not even spiritual-centric, and definitely it is not environmental-centric. Rather, it is purely dollar-centric, i.e. money, exploitation, and political threats are its cornerstone. Therefore, when we look at this world order, we should then understand that this world order and those that protect it are exactly like how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Describe the spider's web in Surah Ankabut in verse 41 
as an analogy of the mushrikeen, how they follow the idols, though they bring no benefit. And Allah SWT says in the translation of the meaning, the example of those who take guardians besides Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is as the example of the spider that makes itself a house. And most surely the frailest of the houses is the spider's house, but they did not know. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala described the idol worship and the system around the idol worship at the time of the Quraysh as like the spider's web, the frailest of houses the frailest of houses and that's exactly how this world order is today since its inception and the coronavirus pandemic has further laid bare to the underlying illnesses of this world order with now over a million cases of those who have contracted the virus and over 60,000 deaths globally as the count is today we clearly see that the world system is struggling to cope there has been huge impact across major industries as the global economy slows down, resulting millions of job losses. Companies facing bankruptcies and calls for government financial intervention and bailouts. We saw the arrogance of Trump, how it's being curtailed, as his initial bullish view that the impact of the virus was minimal has now been replaced with statements that it's going to be a very difficult period for America, not just America, the world over. According to the World Economic Forum, in one week alone, more than 6.6 .6 million people in the U.S. applied for unemployment benefit. In Spain, more than 1 million have lost their jobs. In the U.K., over 950,000 people applied for universal credit in the space of two weeks. And the Asian Development Bank estimates that the current global cost of this virus is $4.1 trillion. Governments, subhanAllah have started accusing each other of daylight theft as the United States has been accused of redirecting consignments of face masks destined to Germany and France to the US from China. It seems very clear that the economies will go into recession as a financial impact on the lives of people now married with the impact of their health. And keep in mind, this is all on top of the existing statistics that we mentioned at the beginning. And one statistic I didn't mention related to the impact of the, of the pandemic is the increase, exponential increase of domestic abuse and domestic violence in households. As a result, uh, people are going to work and therefore they're stuck at home, wife, husband, with their kids. Therefore, in its very nature, this world order under capitalism is facing immense upheaval. It is not fit for humanity whatsoever. And humanity, besides Muslims, are seeking for an alternative. However, for it to collapse, we need to go back now to the first issue, to the first statement. Is the world order on the verge of collapse? Now for me, if I look at secularism, and more importantly, if I look at capitalism, both of these are like a virus, similar to the coronavirus. It infects, it creates misery, it wreaks havoc, and it will eventually adapt like it did before during the financial crisis. Therefore, even though it is destined to collapse at some point in time,
if we really want to expedite it because it's on the brink it's in a situation where there is favorable climate favorable conditions for an alternative to emerge we need to think of three things number one there needs to be a challenger and there needs to be an alternative and that is Islam and Islam alone because it's come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not from the minds of man number two humanity needs to see Islam as the alternative and this can only be true through the establishment and implementation of Islam through the Khilafa Rashida established upon the method of the Prophet and thirdly on the premise of the first two that people will begin to discard capitalism from its roots and at least will discard it as a system for it doesn't serve the best interests of humanity so in conclusion the world order is under immense pressure it is like a virus because that is the very nature of capitalism yeah. it will infect it will create havoc but it has the time to adapt because today at the moment there is no practical alternative that people can sense that people can see so the collapse of the world order is obviously when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he wills but we as Muslims have to work to uproot it and replace it with the Khilafah established upon the prophetic method and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us informs us when he says to us but bismillah rahman rahim ya ayyuhalladhina amanu stajibu lillahi wa lirrasul idha da'akum lima yuhyikum in translation O you who believe answer the call of Allah and his messenger to that which gives you life aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah wa rabbul alamin thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events islamic guidance quran tafsir and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on itunes Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.